Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good morning. Good day to all of my international listeners out there. This is your host, Teresa E. Keys for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And I want to say to you out there, how in the heck are you all doing out there? Can you believe, as I said, Christmas has come and gone? I've said that on my other um, uh, broadcast, and uh, it has come and it has gone. And and as I was um. Uh, talking with my engineer, shout out to Dave that, um, you know, it, it came and went so fast, you know, it kind of got disoriented a little bit. Like, wait a minute, hold up now. This is the Christmas. Okay. It's too, okay. All right. That's right. I am broadcasting Thursday, <laughs> you know, so I had to make sure that I was ready for that, you know, in spite of all the festivities. Um, and I know that you all out there, um, are doing well and I'm, and I'm so glad to hear, to, to know that and, and I'm hoping that you all are and that your Christmas celebration was a fantastic one and that you were all safe and you had lots of fun with lots of uh, laughter and great food. And, uh, and I had a great celebration with my family. Like I said, it's not a lot of us, uh, which is just fine. But nevertheless, the food was fabulous. The conversations were, um, fantastic. And, um, and I uh, listen, the food was fabulous listeners because, you know, uh, Teresa is a is quite a, a great cook there, <laughs> and the atmosphere. Everyone was here in my home, you know, and the atmosphere was fabulous. We exchanged presents, and you know, taking our time opening them up. I don't like all of this ripping presents open. You know, I think I talked about this before. Like some people, you know, they have children. Oh, just let them rip the rip the packages open and stuff. I don't think I I I, I don't like that, and I, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I think that there is such a continuum of lack of gratitude and appreciation for, you know, those that have uh, taken the time to think about you, to get get you presents. Your parents are working hard. Your grandparents or whoever, um, you know, gave you a present. I think that you need to take your time opening them up and acknowledge it. If there's a card attached, stand up, read the card out loud. And, you know, so show show some appreciation and take your time, you know. Don't need to fly by. It's a joyous occasion. Now, as I as I said, you know, time did go by fast. Here we are at the end of the year, you know, and I and I have a you know, I have a question for you guys. Do you guys go out or do you stay inside or or do you go out, you know, and then you come in early enough to avoid the cray cray that lurks around? Well, you know, uh <laughs> Uh, we, we, um, you know, we go out, you know, maybe we, we need to go and do a couple of errands or something like that, but we like to stay in. And, uh, but this time we're going to go out, uh, to a friend, to a friend's house, but it's early. They're starting early and we're, and we'll be back early. So I don't want to be involved in any, it's a, listen, it's enough that you're involved with the cray crayness in the regular daytime, you know, but particularly on New Year's Day, you know, the, you know, the creeps can really come out. <laughs> okay. So listen, the weather here in Arizona is great. You know, right now it is 39 degrees and the high is going to be a 57. 
And, you know, we have cooler temperatures that are more apropos to how it should be this time of the year. You know, the whole week is supposed to be the 50s, and I hope that is what it continues to be and not creep up and go, oh, well, this, you know, uh, 75, you know, and then with the sun shining, it'll be 80, you know. And um, and I want to, you know, give recognition to the storms that are brewing in other parts of this country. You know, I pray that all of you um, out there who are being affected are safe and you have what is needed so that your day can be pleasant as possible. Okay, here's 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 a bit of news. All right. Now, this was reported on the New York Times today. And, you know, I'm always talking about the stocks and so forth and so on, you know, being a business major. You know, I'm just interested in that. All business majors aren't interested in that, but I've always been interested in watching the stocks and things like that. And so the New York Times reported today that the markets are, have bounced back because, you know, we our stocks have been, you know, like um, not that great, you know, in spite of everything that's going down. Uh, regarding the Trump administration, you know, the, the made the, the stocks, you know, like quiver. So the report says that driven by reports of a strong holiday shopping season, U.S. stocks roared back on Wednesday after being pushed to the brink of a bear market. Now, the S&P 500 rose nearly 5 percent, its best day since 2009. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average climbed 1,086 point, its biggest single session point gain ever. Now, markets were mixed in Asia today, the report says, but investors in Europe seemed more cautious. Future markets suggest that Wall Street will open lower. Now, the closer look portion of this report says that the S&P 500 still looks set for its worst annual performance since the financial crisis a decade ago. Now, despite Wednesday's positive signs, investors are concerned by the Federal Reserve decision to continue raising interest rates. All right. Now, here's what I'm going to say about that, the raising of the interest rates. I just hope that the markets become stable, listeners, and that they stop raising the interest rates. You know, high interest rates make it harder for those in this country, for example, who are not billionaires and millionaires. To acquire things in life, you know, um, you you want to purchase a car, you want to pr- uh, purchase a home. Of course, you know, the interest rate, de- you know, depending whenever it is, you know, um, and then, you know, a- according to what your your uh, stupid FICA score is, all that crap that they that they have, you know, um, your your rates, you know, the interest rate being higher will make your your payments higher. And I just like to see people who want and need a new car to have it and to be able to pay for it. I like to see people who want and need a new home to be able to pay for it. You know, I don't I don't want to see uh, people needlessly struggling. All right. Now, moving on, we are going to have a great conversation on my program, as always, with the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And we're going to be discussing some interesting educational conversational uh, topics, and they are the following. Now, we're going to start off with my dinner table conversation, which is going to be short-lived but to the point, and it's titled A New Year 2019, Are You Ready? Then the topics that are going to be discussed along with my guests are children still held at the border. Unfortunately, another child has lost their life. 
Interest rates are increasing and, and have done so seven times under the Trump administration. Building the wall, $5 billion worth, government shutdown. Why are the Democrats being blamed for this mess? Vaping is not just a puff of smoke. And the NPR reports an epidemic is killing thousands of coal miners. Regulators could have stopped it. Okay, let's get into our dinner table conversation. Okay, let's talk about the upcoming year, listeners. And I am excited for the upcoming year. And you all have heard me say this before. It isn't because of, you know, the old adage, you know, out with the old, in with the new, but because it gives me a sense of hope and that positive change for myself are waiting for me and that there's going to be betterment, you know, throughout this whole world. Now, a couple of shows ago, I discussed the importance of retrospect. I love that word retrospect, among other words, but this is one of my favorite. This is something that I do not only at the end of the year, but throughout the year. As for me, it is important, listeners, to review my life as I go along. Making assurances that I am doing what I started out to do, that my goals and aspirations are being reached in a timely manner, and also making sure that some goals and aspirations that I started out to reach may not be attainable, obtainable. And they may not make sense to do for some reason or another. And I need to discard them and replace them and start over, which is fine. Now, at the dinner table conversation, talk about what goals do you have that are necessary for the incoming year? What goals did you have this year that are still you know, uh, that, that maybe you have from 2016 that are in this year that you, you're still hopeful for, but they haven't been obtained. And so maybe you need to do what I just said. Maybe you need to discard them or maybe you need to rework them. Think these things out consciously. Take some time and think about it. Making sure that all of the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Maybe even take your idea to someone trustworthy. You know, like uh, maybe a minister or maybe a family member who you can trust, who you know have your best interest at heart, uh, a friend on the same level who you know will not go back and gossip about you, but, you know, give you some guidance, particularly those who have. And this is the other thing. I just want to interject this. Talk to individuals who have made it in their lives. You know, uh, don't talk to an individual who... um has not made it in life. And I have discussed this on previous shows too, because they are the ones who will be able to show you because they have acquired and they know all of the roads and things that's necessary to acquire. And, you know, and so then the, therefore these individuals can give you some guidance and that is essential, you know, in order for us who are embarking on new and higher and better things to be able to continue to move on. Now, as I said before, keep in mind that not to talk to those who will not help you because it is very, very important, uh, uh, listeners, you know, because um, for me, I keep things close to my chest and I talk about them once the ink has dried. And that's something that I um, inherited from my dad. And uh, he says, you don't talk about things 
until the ink has dried because you know you talk about things and everyone says oh i'm so i'm so happy for you eleanor but then actually behind their your their eleanor's back they're not you know and it is very important to have all of the you know the best hopes and wishes and prayers for you you know so that you don't have to fight through all of the negativeness okay now that is my dinner table conversation topic and as I always say, if this is not a topic that you want to talk about at the dinner table, please feel free to choose one of your own. Okay. Now, I am going to bring on my guest. His name is Reginald C. Campbell. He is the world's best mental health therapist. And uh, we had a good celebration over here on, on Christmas. And um I was happy to know that he loved his guests and I mean his his gifts and and uh, we had lots of good eating and laughing and conversation. So um, welcome, Reginald. Thanks for being on my show this morning. Hey, good morning. And uh, speaking of gifts, I'm uh, just standing here in the living room and uh, I'm going to transition back to the bedroom because I'm off for the rest of the week. <laughs> and, Whatever. Uh, you know, hey, I'm just saying. And, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, I'm looking at my gifts now. I'm looking at my radio, and I'm looking at my road race set, which I was kind of looking at and haven't started putting <laughs> it together yet, but I was just kind of looking at that, taking things out of the box yesterday, took the cars out, set them on the track, and just kind of looking uh-huh. at them. Oh, oh, I did put the guardrails on, on the track, though. I did do that. Oh, my uh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, well, well, you know, it, it's, it's, this I- is just so cool. I can't help it. I, I, I know, I know, I know. That's that's why I got it. I, I thought it was I said, now this is gonna be so cool. He's gonna get a good laugh out of this, but this is gonna he's gonna like it. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. okay. All right. All right. I'm glad that you like your gifts. I liked my gifts too. It was it was uh-huh. it was very it was very nice. I, I I love giving, you know. I I for me, I, I just I just feel, you know, when when you guys were opening up your gifts, you know, you and Cedric and you know, and my husband and stuff, you know, and I, I, I like giving the gifts and, and things and seeing your eyes and everything. That that in itself is a big present for me. Although I like to receive gifts, too. But, you know, mm-hmm. say so. but but see, you know, I'm the kind of person, you know, that I go out and I'll buy myself stuff. I'm like, OK, I'm going to buy myself this and that and this and that, you know, so don't leave a whole lot for the gift giver to give me because I've gone, gone out there and acquired stuff, you know. Oh my gosh. <coughs> okay. Excuse me. Okay. So let's get on. Let's start with the first topic, Reginald. We got quite a bit to go through. Children mm-hmm. still held at the border. Unfortunately, another child has lost their life. Yeah. Now, Megan uh, Keneally on December 25th, 2018 reported on abcnews.go.com stated in part the following. Another child dies after being taken in U.S. Customs and Border Protection. An eight-year-old Guatemalan boy died while in U.S. Customs and Border Protection custody after being treated from an undisclosed illness, according to the agency. The boy, uh, Reginald, can you like mm-hmm. curtail the, the background noise? I'm hearing that a lot. Okay. Um, the boy identified by uh, Representative Joaquin Castro, he's a Democrat in Texas, as Felipe Alonzo Gomez had been admitted into a New Mexico hospital and released, but then readmitted again before dying shortly after midnight on Christmas morning. This child's death is the second such instance this month after a seven-year-old girl died in the government custody on December 8th. 
The most recent case was announced via a CPB press release on Christmas, hours after the boy's death. The boy and his father were apprehended 3.29 miles west of the Paso del Norte port, which is of the entry in El Paso, Texas, on December 18th at about 1 p.m., according to an updated release provided late Christmas Day. So this is what is being reported that had happened to the child, my listeners, okay? According to the CPB statement, after a day and a half at Alamogrodo, a processing agent noticed that the child was coughing and appeared to have glossy eyes on December 24th. Now, this is six days after he and his dad were apprehended in El Paso. And he and his father were transferred to Gerald Champion Regional Medical Center at 9.30 a.m. The boy was diagnosed with a common cold and had a fever of 103 degrees at 1.20 p.m. on Christmas Eve, the release states. Now, he was observed for 90 minutes before being released from the emergency room in the afternoon of December 24th with amoxicillin and ibuprofen prescription. Now, the child was taken to temporary um, holding at the Highway 70 check uh, point region where he became nauseous and started vomiting at about 7 p.m. Now, the Customs Border Patrol second release states his father declined further medical assistance as the child had been feeling better. But three hours later, listeners, with the child still nauseous and no EMT was on duty, and why was that? He was transferred back to the medical center. The boy lost consciousness on the way and could not be revived on arrival after midnight on Christmas, the release states. So now, now this now this was happened on Christmas Eve, now Christmas Day, this child has, has transitioned. Now the child's official cause of death is unknown, and the CPB, which is the Custom Borders Patrol Office of Professional Responsibility, will conduct a review, the release states. Now, this latest death comes less than three weeks after a seven-year-old girl died of dehydration and shock. That girl has since been identified as Jacqueline Kale Makin, who had been traveling to the U.S. from Guatemala with her father as part of a larger group. Now, how many deaths of children does it take for CPB to act and get children out of its custody rapidly? This is what the reporter is saying. And also uh, ABC News, Mark Osborne contributed to this report. Now, Reginald, I'd like to hear your comments on what I've said so far. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and I heard about um, about this child uh, a couple of days ago, and I just think it's really sad. It, it's a sad chapter in in the lives in, in the lives of these people, and it's a sad chapter in the in the in the history of this country. Mm-hmm. And it's just—it's beyond belief that this is happening, and it's beyond belief to me that more isn't being said about this. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, on Madam Secretary um, last week, they had it was an episode uh, similar to this. You know, where she went to a detention facility, only went to a detention camp, and you know, observed these children in cages and things like that. And I thought this, that was really great that. An actual show is, is mm-hmm. doing something and saying something about this to bring attention to it, uh, mm-hmm. but um, boy, it, it, you know, I, it's, it's going to—it's it's a warm place in hell waiting for you know uh, a lot of people in this administration who are and, and who are allowing this to happen. It's, it's, it's just a shame, 
Facebook yeah. is the same. Yeah, I mean, it's so, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. And and, and I don't know why more uh, uh, isn't being said. You know, hey, hey, Democrats, get on this. You know, we cannot allow this to continue to happen. More needs exactly. to be said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, and this is, and this is not an excuse, and it should not be an excuse, but, you know, the Republicans, um, you know, um, control both the houses, okay? Uh, but now this year is different. So I expect something different to happen. And I mean, when I say difference, you know, I'm, I'm not looking downward. I'm always looking upward. Now, you have this thing in the White House, Reginald, that slaves built, and he is pushing for a $5 billion wall, Okay. And he is tra- and he is traveling on taxpayers' monies to go and do a surprise visit with Melania to the truce in Iraq. And why? All right. He didn't even want to go. The reports were saying mm-hmm. he did not even want to go because among, uh, you know, a lot of reasons that that are very kindergartenish. And the other one, which he has said before, is that basically I'm paraphrasing, but he said that he's afraid that somebody will take his life. Well, if you weren't doing heinous things, you wouldn't have that 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 type of fear. Now, we have so much in this country to take care of, like the government shut down for one. You know, this needs immediate attention too, Reginald. Put people mm-hmm. back to work and you are visiting Iraq. You didn't want to go in the beginning, okay? Where reports say he was there for three hours at the Al-Assad in western Iraq, which he did not meet with the prime minister Adele Abdul Mahdi because he wanted him to travel from the capital, which is Baghdad, Reginald, which his request was viewed as disrespectful of their sovereignty. This is being reported by NPR Tamara, uh, Tamara Keith on 12-26-2018. So now, listeners and Reginald, back to my original report, which is what is going to be done with these people being held in captivity here in the United States? NPR's John Burnett reports on 12-18-2018 that there are almost 15,000 migrant children now held at nearly full shelters. Then we can hit on the last statement that I made. You know, I mean, what is what is the re- what is the reasoning for this? I have always said from my point of view, there are no borders and walls in God's world. Because if that were the case, then he would have he would have designed borders and walls and you stay over here, you stay over there. You're supposedly be able to freely move about. You know, this is this is a a, a bunch of bullshit and I'm sick of it. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? I mean it, it, it is it is a shame. It's it's just a total shame and it's just mind boggling to me. It is just totally mind boggling to me that this is happening in this country and nothing is being said about it. It's like Nothing. he just swept under the door, you yes. know, and, and it's yes. just hush, let's not talk about it. And this yes. is an issue that the Democrats and, and, and any any I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican or whatever, if you have mm-hmm. a heart, if you have a heart for heaven's sake, you know, you exactly. need to be saying something and doing something about the treatment of these children. Exactly. It should not and it, it, it should not continue. Be. Exactly. And I'm also going to throw in the adults and, and things like that, you know, and 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 I'm going to, you know, I'm to say this because, as, as I said, we got a lot that I want to report on is that Trump is saying we don't want these murderers. You know, they're murderers. You know, they're murderers. Well, OK. 
as I said before, listeners, what about the murderers that's in this country? I have yet to uh, do my research on this, but what is up with the with the surge of spouses taking each other lives lately here in this country? Think about it. Think about the news reports. This man, you know, his wife had a had a stroke here in this in this uh, state. She was about 48 years of age, young woman. She had a stroke and she was bound to a wheelchair and he killed her. He said because he didn't want to have to take care of her and he didn't want the children have to take care of her. I mean, it's all kind of craziness. I mean, even with the guy, with the with the woman, uh, they had a daughter together. They weren't married. And then he didn't report that she was missing and the mother was on 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 their ass about it. Come to find out he took a fine. I mean, you know, it's just on and on and on and on. And all of the murders and things that we got going on in this country. And you talking about that? Really? And, and that's not mentioned all of this. You know, the past 20 something years. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is just ridiculous to vilify, yes. to racialize. This is not just racist. Let's call it what it this, is. It, it he, is. He's a, he's a racist. I don't care Period. if he gets angry at me for saying that. It, 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 just call it what it is. The spade is the spade. He's a racist. And well, this, is my, this profile, is my program. You can say it. And to racially profile someone. You know, or they're all rapists, all murderers, you know. Well, let's talk about the things that he's accused of, that women have exactly. accused him of doing. You know, he this tape with, with Billy Bush, you know, he was talking about. So mm-hmm. the pot is all mm-hmm. we call it the damn metal black. I mean, this is this is just totally ridiculous, and this is the black eye. This, for me, uh, listeners, is no, is no different than... Um, you know, what was what Hitler was doing over there in Germany. That's all I'm going to say about that. OK, it's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. All right. The interest rates are increasing and have done seven times under Trump administration. Bank rates have increased four times during the Trump administration this year, listeners. And I wanted to know what was the impact that it could have as people are still buying houses and things are not looking good with the fluctuations in the stock market and with the looming government shutdown. You know, people could be losing their homes, for example, Reginald, and if things don't hurry up and turn around as they did during uh, George W. Bush era. You know, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Bankrate.com, uh, Mark Hamrick reported on December 19, 2018, interest rates are going up. The Federal Reserve has raised rates four times. Now, Natalie uh, Capizzi wrote an article for the following for the same organization, Bankrate.com, that I just mentioned, and she states in part the following. The Federal Reserve rates rate interest rates Wednesday for the fourth and final time this year. The quarter percentage uh, point hike brought the federal fund rate to a target range of 2.25% to 2.50%. Folks who have a fixed rate mortgage, as well as those shopping for one, should be in the clear. Now, you have a fixed rate, that's fine. But if you have an ARM, which is um, adjustable rate mortgage, your your mm-hmm. rates will will fluctuate as, you know, if they're raising the rates, then your rate is going to be higher. So your, your house note or your car note or whatever it is, your loan is going to be higher. You know, so you need to be uh, pay attention. She's saying, however, borrowers with adjustable rate mortgages, which is what I just said, or home equity lines of credit, which is also known as HELOCs, 
should pay attention and get ready to pay more interest. Now, mortgage rates are likely to see significant impact from this rate hike. It would be a surge in inflation to push mortgage rates meaningfully higher, says Greg McBride, CFA of the Chief Financial Analyst for Bankrate.com. Now, while the Fed rate hike has has a little uh, direct bearing on mortgage rate, other factors have had a hand in recent declines. Now, the cooling in global economic growth, Trump's ongoing trade war with China, and geopolitical unease have put downward pressure on mortgage rates. Now, this article says, Reginald, that home buyers can can still lock in a good rate, which is five percent. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. if their credit is if their credit is top tier. Okay, here we go mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, which is yeah, yeah, yeah you know. uh huh. Yeah, yeah, and and they're saying that this five percent rate is still considered relatively low. You know, which is why is it that every time? Okay, why is it, listeners and Reginald, every time that a Republican gets into office, they think that raising rates is a good thing? Tax cuts for the wealthy, other breaks for the wealthy while everyone else are paying mounds and mounds of taxes. I mean, really, what is up with that, Reginald? What is up with that? Well, you know, they don't care, they being Republicans, they don't care about the working class people. I mean, this 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 just face it, they don't. And and people who have uh, yeah. uh drank the Kool-Aid from the Reagan administration, Bush administration with all of this trickle down, you know, theory which hasn't worked, never worked, and never will work, you know, uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just ridiculous. Now, uh, I was talking, we were talking the other day, and I'll put out what I said in our conversation on Christmas. Mm-hmm. From 1900, name every Republican president and what the economy was like when that president left office. Mm-hmm. Every time there was a recession or a depression. Every single time. When the mm-hmm. Democrat left, the economy was healthy. Mm-hmm. I see people saying it. Um, Check the history. Don't take my word for it. Check the history. And mm-hmm. so Republicans don't care. Now, this trickle-down exactly. garbage with, with uh, Ronald Reagan, um, uh, it, it did work. It, 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 it did work and mm-hmm. never, never was intended to, to work, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so they don't care about... Uh, working class people, they come out and, and you know, talk mm-hmm. to Joe Six Pack, you know, throw in the, uh, you know, the scare tactics, uh, you know, the hate, you know, these people are going to take your jobs, you know, and, and they're going to come in and, and move next to you and take over your home and everything. And in mm-hmm. the meantime, they're giving tax cuts and tax breaks to millionaires and billionaires for the mm-hmm. people that drink the Kool-Aid of the scare tactics that they're using are the ones who are being screwed. Exactly. All day long, all day long. And the thing it, the thing is about it, Reginald, is that they still are drinking the Kool-Aid. And this is why I said because they're drinking the Kool-Aid because they associate themselves with the line of bullshit that he is feeding them. They associate right. themselves with, with the prejudice behavior and, 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 uh, the hate of brown people and all that. That's, that's exactly what's going on. Let's call it just what it is. You know, um, 
people be skirting around the issue. But like I said, this is my program. I'm not going to skirt around the issue. I'm going to tell you just like it is. You know, it's it's prejudiceness and it makes no sense at all. Now, let's get to my next one. Building the wall, $5 billion worth government shut down. Why are the Democrats being blamed for this mess? Now, in a report by CNN.com dated December 26, 2018 by Bloomberg, it's titled, Even While Visiting Iraq, Trump Still Has His Sets, His, His Sights Fixed on His Proposed Border Wall. All right. President Donald Trump said he won't relent on the partial government shutdown unless Congress funds his proposed border wall and wouldn't say whether he'd accept less than five billion um, for the project. Okay, whatever it takes, he told reporters accompanying him Wednesday on an unannounced visit to U.S. troops deployed at the air base in Iraq where he didn't want to go. We're going to have a wall. We're going to have safety. Okay. A deal to fund shutter government departments still seemed out of reach Wednesday, the fifth day of the partial shutdown. The Republican House leadership informed members not to expect any votes on Thursday with no indication that votes will be scheduled for Friday. Now, did you hear that out there? I'm going to repeat this one line because I want you all to get it. The Republican House leadership informed members not to expect any votes on Thursday with no indication that votes will be scheduled for Friday. But yet Trump is saying that it's the Democrats fault, Reginald. You understand what I'm saying? This is why I'm repeating this because I want my listeners to get this. I don't care if the house, uh, you know, I'm sorry, if the Senate has three more Republicans than the Democrats, they're still, they are controlling the Senate. Okay. Now, there it is right there. Boom. It just said it. The new Congress begins on January 3rd with House Democrat leader Nancy Pelosi appearing to have secured enough votes from her party to become speaker. Now, of course, Reginald Trump blamed Pelosi uh, of California for prolonging the the shutdown. What are your comments on what I said so far, Reginald? Well, this is lunacy and insanity on on Trump's part. Uh, you know, the thing about Trump, he'll say something, and the next day he'll say he didn't say it. You know, we have tapes. There are recordings of things that he said. Now, he mm-hmm. sat there in the White House with uh, Speaker Pelosi and Senator Schumer and, and said that, you know, I will take responsibility for this. I'll, I'll, I'll shut it down. I'll take responsibility for it. Okay. But because of the cowardness that he is, the coward that he is, now, you know, he doesn't want to take responsibility. Now it's the Democrats' fault. No, yeah. you said that you would, you wanted, you welcomed a shutdown. Okay? Mm-hmm. You welcomed a shutdown. So, so, so here it is. Now, exactly. people who are government, another thing, this partial government shutdown, partial my ass. Exactly. If one person is not getting a paycheck, hey, that's not partial for you because you're not getting the paycheck to pay your mortgage, rent, um, your car note, food for the family, the kids' uh, uh, clothes, the kids' uh, school tuition. You know, so so it's no partial shutdown to you when that check is not coming mm-hmm. every two weeks to your bank. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but but the but the news media 
plays this game, and that's what makes me sick about them as well. They play mm-hmm. this game you know, of, the, of, you know, the partial shutdown and all of this, you know. Um, so, so it's just totally ridiculous. And he needs to be held accountable for what he has said. This is the shutdown. And again, yep. the last thing I'll say about this. He said Mexico would pay for the wall. Thank you. I was going to say that. In the story, you said Thank that you. Mexico would pay for the wall. But we can't take care of hungry children. We can't take care of our veterans. We can't take. We can't have uh, health care for for everyone. But you can pull one billion or five billion dollars out of the coffer for a wall that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But we can't take. But, but we can't pull one penny to take care of our elderly, to take care of our veterans, to take care of homeless families. You know, th- this is just totally ridiculous. It's totally yes. ridiculous. And now, let's go back to the Berlin Wall. Did that work? Did that work? <laughs> and where is the Berlin Wall? What happened with the Berlin Wall? Can we say the Great Wall of China? Throw that in there, too. Well, you know, um, it, 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 walls don't work. And, 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 but, 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 you know, but he was, he, he was saying, he was saying, um, you know, in a, in a, a, a recent, uh, taping that, you know, walls do work. I don't care what they say. Walls do work. And, and as I tell people, that's because he's of that same hateful prejudice ilk shit from back in 1920 and, and carrying on with that Stalin crap going on. Now, he also said in this report, Reginald, and this is why I say he has a, he has a uh, an issue with women. Nancy Pelosi is calling the shot. The shots, not Chuck. Trump said, referring to Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer of New York. And Chuck wants to have this done. I really believe that. Okay, he believes that Chuck wants to have it done, but Nancy doesn't. Okay, but she's calling the shots, and she's calling them because she wants the votes. And probably if they do something, she's not going to get the votes, and she's not going to Speaker of the House, and that would not be good for her. What the hell is that? All right, does that make does that make any does that make any kind of sense? You know, so this is this is what I'm saying. He said that he was proud to 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 uh, have a shutdown, that he would be proud for people to listen to me, listeners, that he would be proud to have people to be out of work. He's proud to have people to not be able to pay their mortgage, their rent, their, 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 their insurance payments, buy food for their families, uh, gas in their cars and, 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 you know, and other necessities for living your life the way you want to live your life as we, the taxpayers, Get this, as we the taxpayers are making sure that his ass is still getting his pay, everyone in that representatives are still getting their pay, the senators are still getting their pay, they're still able to pay their mortgages, they're still able to have their insurances, which they got the best insurance that's offered because we the taxpayers are paying them and they're talking shit. I, I hope that people go off and find of the jobs. It said that there's 7 million jobs in this country. I want people who are without a job to start putting their resumes out there and getting another job because this is bullshit. You got a person that's sitting in there who's supposed to be leader of this country and he's saying he'll be glad to say that. And as Reginald just said, he said a long time ago that Mexico would pay for the wall. So now he's bow breeding 
bow uh, uh, beating, you know, citizens of this country and the, you know, the both houses to come up with five billion dollars for a wall. You know, I mean, this, why don't he come up with it? He's the one who said that he would have the money. And by the way, Reginald and my listeners, I'm sure you heard of this. That is some Viet, uh, is some war veteran or whatever who uh, has a GoFundMe page. And from what my understanding is, I haven't gone there to visit, but the reports say that he has raised millions of dollars towards the towards this uh, uh towards this wall thing. Your comments, Reginald? Well, you know. Walls don't work, and especially in, in, in this Thank day you. and age. You know, there are drones, there are there are planes. You, you know, where 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 those kind of things can, can can happen. And 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 as far as the Great Wall of China, Genghis Khan said, a wall only works with the will of the people to defend it. And then he Thank sent you. his troops over the wall to invade China. So, Thank you. You know, it's it's this closed mindedness. <laughs> It's this small, closed-mindedness that is just mind-boggling. But Trump has called for a government shutdown for, I mean, this isn't the first time that he oh, has called uh, for a government shutdown. Exactly. You know, as, as he likes it. This, this is okay. He and, likes and then it. He, and then he has the audacity to say, you know, a few days ago, that he has received calls from people, from government workers, who support him and that he should continue what he's doing with um, the government shutdown. Okay, mm-hmm. so just think about this. So you mean to tell me mm-hmm. that a person who is not getting a paycheck, didn't get a uh-huh. paycheck before Christmas to buy presents for his children, his or her children, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. picked up the phone and called him and left the message for the White House saying, hey, even though I'm not getting a check and I can't pay gifts, I can't buy gifts. I can't pay my mortgage. I can't pay my rent, pay my car note. Hey, I support you. Keep this government, keep this government shut down going, even though I don't have a check and I can't pay my bills. Now, you I mean, know that's lunacy, right? Lunacy. This is just you a know total it. Yes. lunacy of this man. Exactly. So you're telling me, and, and I was reading the reports, um, uh, last night. I, I do not have the, um, the, the individual or the report that I was reading from, but if you guys decide to, um, you know, go to fact.com, um, uh, two of the unions, uh, 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 presidents, Reginald, came after him on that and said nobody in their union have said anything of what he had just said that, that you just said that, uh, he said about, they're saying, yeah, you, you know, he wants people to think that they're, that, that people are as hateful as he is. You know, and I'm just going to touch on this real quick because we do need to, to move on. But you see what's happening to this country. And my brother and I have discussed this before, listeners. What's happening to this country, you don't want to keep, you want to keep the migrant workers and things out. We have never had so much salmonella, Ebola, mm-hmm. E. coli, listeria. We can't hardly eat our damn food. Okay. Now you had these people at the rallies and everything. They're taking our jobs. I don't see any of you all going out there doing anything. Yeah. These these people yeah. were working. Yes, these people were working. They know about crops. 
They know how to prepare them for market. They know how, you know, to look at things and tell, okay, this is not, this is not right. We need to do this. This has worms. This has, this is a potential eco. They know all of these things. And you see as a result what we are getting. And I mm-hmm. said this before that our economy will totally, our society will totally crumble if we keep this up here in this country. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now let's, let's move on, Rachel. We, we're going to talk more about this on the next program because you know it's going to be some, some more crazy stuff. I'll be back in two weeks, but vaping is not just a puff of smoke. Now team vaping soared in 2018. This is a report by Rob Stein dated 12-17-2018. There's yet more disturbing news about kids vaping nicotine, Rachel. Vaping jumped dramatically among high school students between 2017 and 2018. In fact, the report says it was the biggest one-year spike of any kind in 44 years. The Monitoring the Future survey has been tracking substance abuse by young people. Now, the proportion of high school seniors who reported vaping nicotine in the last month rose to 20.9% in 2018, Reginald, a nearly 10% point increase from 11% in 2017, according to results released Monday. All right. Now, younger kids are increasingly vaping, too, according to the findings which were published online in the New England Journal of Medicine. Reginald, get this. Among 10th graders, nicotine vaping climbed at a record rate, doubling from 8% to 16%. Mm. That's the largest percentage point increase ever recorded by the survey for vape, for vaping within the last 30 days for that grade. Now, I just want to, t- I know you guys know about vaping, but I just want to say the policies and procedures in place to prevent youth vaping clearly hasn't worked, said Richard Meacham of the University of Michigan, who led the study. Now, because the vaping industry is quickly evolving, new additional vaping-specific strategies may well be needed in the years ahead in order to keep vaping devices out of the hands of youth. So, now, instead of burning tobacco, you guys, like traditional cigarettes, e-cigarettes heat up a fluid containing nicotine, generating a vape laced with potent Drugs. Okay. The vapor produced by e-cigarettes deliver very high levels of nicotine, raising fears about the impact on the sensitive developing brains of young people and hooking a new generation on the potent drug. Your comments, Reginald? Well, it's, it's a way to, you know, get young kids hooked on another product, you know, instead of Cigarettes, this is supposed to be safer, and, and we all know that it's not safer than cigarettes, but, you know, to get them hooked on on this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, parents need to be aware of that. Uh, mm-hmm. People in general need to be aware of that. And, uh, yeah, vaping is not, it's not a safe thing to do. And, no. Yeah, it definitely has a negative effect on the developing brain. Of, uh, of 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 children, you know, just mm-hmm. as uh, regular cigarettes, nicotine, and all of that. So mm-hmm. it's it's it, it, it's a shame. Yeah. Well, here's my here's my thing. You know, and um, it it goes on to say the findings mirror the latest results from the National Youth Tobacco Survey, 
which also found a dramatic increase in vaping. Now, those findings helped prompt the Food and Drug Administration to announce plans to restrict the sale of flavored electronic cigarettes, which appeal to children. Now, um, I was listening to a port report recently, our Reginald and my listeners, um, how with all of the flavors they have. I mean, they got cherry, mm-hmm. blueberry, apple and lime and all of this kind of stuff, you know, to appease to the younger set. Now, one of the other questions that I have, um, uh, Reginald is that, you know, there is a huge campaign and it was, and it has gotten to be successful against the tobacco industry. You know, how they were promoting, how they were promoting the sale of cigarettes, particularly in areas, you know, that were, you know, people who were less fortunate to, you know, to smoke mm-hmm. and buy these cigarettes and things like that. Um, I understand that a pack of cigarettes is 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 tremendously expensive now, you know. But the campaign works, so there has been a a a uh, successful campaign because people have lessened, you know, uh, they're they're not smoking as much as they used to. Let's say that, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think it's a terrible thing, um, you know, that they're doing, um, that they're that that they are, um, you know, uh, in, enhancing the flavors. Just to just to get uh, kids, um, you know, to um, um, you know, to to smoke and stuff. It, it's terrible. You know, it, I I just it, think it that is. it's it's so it's so demonic. You know, it it, it is, and you know, again, the it's it's all about the bottom line, all about the you know, all about the money, all about all about the dollar, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, who cares about the uh, you know the negative effects on on the of the of the of the physical and 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 psychological effect on on these kids. You know, on the, uh, yeah. So it's it's sad. So now we're going to have a whole new generation mm-hmm. that's hooked mm-hmm. on, on hooked on this, and mm-hmm. then still the the generation you know generation of, of kids who 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 are still smoking. You know, I see young kids all, all the time who are smoking yeah. regular cigarettes. So now you yeah. have them hooked on vape and the ones that are hooked on cigarettes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna we're gonna have this generation of of uh, you know really negative health effects. Uh, you know, with these children, so so they're not able to advertise on uh, cigarettes on on television and and radio anymore. You know, by you know when we were kids and teenagers and stuff. You know, yeah. you, you mm-hmm. don't hear you see the cigarette commercial. I mean, they even had. Fred Flintstone and Barney smoking, I think with Winston cigarettes or whatever, you know, had a mm-hmm. commercial with them. And so now that they're not able to do that, you know, they just whoop, moving on to, you know, vape. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's no different. Wow. I'm, I, yeah, I, we got to get one more in. So I'm, I'm kind of pushing this. I got, uh, probably about six minutes, but you know, the thing is, it's no different, um, Reginald and my listeners with, um, the, um, alcohol industry how now you know they're they're pushing flavor and stuff in in their varying things you know flavored um vodka and wine wines and and everything else i don't drink or smoke but you know i i'm just saying you know i i just think it's terrible that this is some this is something that you know is not good and and you're pushing this so that you can get uh you know acquire more generation you know it's a marketing thing okay you have people now you know uh the generations are getting, you know, you have the segment of the generations that is getting older. So, you know, they're not going to be adamantly going out there buying your vape 
and your and your flavored drinks. So, you know, we got to go and get the ones that's behind them. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to my last report, which is NPR reports an epidemic is killing thousands of coal miners. Regulators could have stopped it. This is a report by Howard Burks. December 18th, 2018, the state's apart the following original that Greg uh, Kelly's grandson, Caden, scampers to the tree shaded a uh, creek behind his grandfather's house to catch crawdads as Kelly uh, sh- uh, shuffles along trying to keep up. Kelly's small day backpack holds an oxygen tank with a clear tube clipped to his nose. He has chairs spaced out on the short route so that he can stop every few minutes to sit down and catch his breath until he has enough wind and enough strength to start out again. It's it's a familiar tale, uh, Reginald, my listeners, that are across, that is going across Appalachia. And um, NPR um, uh, frontline analysis of federal regulatory data uh, says that decades of information recorded by dust collection monitors placed where coal miners work has revealed a tragic failure to recognize and respond to clear signs of danger. So they're saying that for decades, regulate, government regulators had evidence of excessive and toxic mine dust exposures, the kind that caused PMF, as they are happening. They said that they that they knew all of this, uh, Reginald. And so the thing about it, as I'm reading this report, is that they're saying that it's not just the coal, the dust from the coal. What's getting them is that as they're digging in the rocks, the silica is the thing because once it was the silica was contained in the dust in the silica are, you know, particles that are like knives. And when you breathe them in, they stick to your lungs. And this is the thing that's happening. Now I'm going to say this real quick because we got about um, three minutes. Uh, and I want you to chime in for, you know, a, a, a minute of this Reginald. Now, so as I'm reading this report, it stated that the miners were told to use masks. Okay, so the mask doesn't work. And some of the miners are actually suing the individuals who made the masks because they said that that it doesn't work, you know, to, to keep the to keep the dust particles out of their out of their system. But here once again you have the Trump who Trump administration that started out with Trump saying that he's pushing coal and you know we have the Big coal uh, mine users in China. We have big coal miners, mine users in India. And I mean, and all of this stuff is just bad. So why don't the hell don't they just stop using coal, Reginald? Well, coal is a thing of the past. You know, we have clean energy now, you know, solar, you know, gas, you know, things like that that are, that are clean energy. And it's, and it's the thing of the past. But then, you know, also mm-hmm. they throw in deregulation, you know, the key word here, they, they deregulated this, you know, where, where they were to do that. Mm-hmm. So Trump is going around talking about how many deregulations that, that, that he has put in, in into place. Uh, that's not a good thing. And, and for the mm-hmm. coal miners, do you see this? This is, you know, this deregulation where the companies can do little or nothing for safeguards to protect you and your health. They they don't care. So um, and yeah. that Obamacare that you guys are so up against, that's what you're going to have to apply for for your health care. Mm-hmm. For your health care, exactly. That's what you're going to have to apply for for your health care. Well, okay, I have run out of time, Reginald. 
And, um, you know, I, I, I want to say I appreciate, um, you know, your comments throughout the year has been fabulous. I say that we've had, um, uh, many, uh, great conversations, uh, going on. I just want to remind, um, my listeners, um, that I will, um, uh, be, re- I will be returning on the 10th of January, 2019. Okay. Uh, with more great topics for discussion. And I want to wish you all out there the very best to always be safe. And I want your 2019 to be better than it was this year. And I'm hoping that this happens with our government uh, and, and things like that. I want to see people go back to work before this month ends. Um, Happy New Year to you all out there. God bless you. I want you to be safe and sound and and um Keep keep in mind the good thoughts and, and things of that nature, okay? This is Teresa E. Keeves. I will see you in January. Take care. Mm-hmm.